For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Johnny McEwen. While the baseball season may be over, there's still tons of baseball news to get to in today's episode, and maybe you want to feel more of a part of the game. Maybe you don't want to just hear about it, you want to feel like you're in it, and you can by using your sporting know-how and intelligence at Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one place for all things sports betting. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. What about? That's Bet Online. It's in the game. No, I think that's one that's been used. Um, what about Bet Online? You're practically an athlete now. No, that's not quite it. Bet Online, when you realize that you're a psychic. No, it's all right. I'm gonna, it's all right. I'm going to work on it. I didn't get to share my thoughts on the final out of the World Series, and I do want to say a huge congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for winning the 2021 World Series, and I'll say I'm happy that the Braves won. It's not been since 1999 that they were at a World Series, it's been since 1995 since they've won one, and the Braves are a real classic organization in Major League Baseball. They always put together a contender. They've got great baseball minds that have come through the Atlanta system. A constant contender for MVP of the year in Freddie Freeman, who's been with the team through thick and thin. And they're able to beat this generational Astros team who have had their share of scandals, sure. But they're a great team in baseball with amazing talent. I'm happy for Brian Snitker, the Braves manager. He spent a lifetime with the organization. He's finally come through a winner. His mentor and former Atlanta manager, Bobby Cox, you know, he's, Snick has spent a lot of time in the shadow of Bobby Cox, but now they stand shoulder to shoulder in wins, both having won a World Series title. Snick has said something too right before the champagne celebration in the Braves locker room, not even an hour after the final strike was thrown. Take a listen to what he said. You know what? The, the simplest thing I think I could put this, you know what, boys? You guys are going to be world champions for the rest of your lives. Snicker then holds the commissioner's trophy high above his head and champagne celebration ensues. And while the message is very simple, it's very poignant. They did it. They got to this stage in the postseason, which is incredibly hard to do, and they seized their opportunity. They won it, and forever now, they will be world champions. And credit to the Braves. They were a great team that got hot at the perfect moment. They were able to fend off a tough Brewers side. They got the better of the Dodgers, which they had failed to do last season, only a win away from the World Series, and just not getting it done at the end of the 2020 season. So they get over the hurdle that was the Los Angeles Dodgers for them. And then 
they get to a World Series against a slugging side in Houston, and they got the better of them. And I was talking to my friend and friend of the podcast, Jake Reiner, who had a really interesting take on this team. And I said to him about the squad, I said, isn't it a shame that the Braves kind of young superstar, Ronald Acuna Jr., was injured the entire postseason? This guy's electric, a real upcoming star in the game. He's you know, got quite a few more years with Atlanta, and he's even had some postseason success in his time with the Braves. And I just thought, you know, the team finally gets to a World Series, and he's got no part of it. And Jake said to me, you know, maybe the Braves don't win if Acuna is healthy. And I thought that this was a really interesting and potentially quite valid point. I mean, look at all the biggest names from the Braves roster that performed in these series. You've got Jock Peterson, you've got Rosario, you've got Duvall, you've got Soler. These guys were all traded to the Braves before the deadline. Peterson came from the Cubs, uh, Rosario from Cleveland, Soler from the Royals, Duvall from the Marlins. I mean, what an upgrade for Adam Duvall. I mean, last place to world champs. Peterson also... Jock Peterson won the World Series with the Dodgers in 2020, and he gets to go back-to-back, being traded mid-season to the Braves from the Cubs. Rosario was the NLCS MVP, came from Cleveland. Soler, the World Series MVP, came from Kansas City. I mean, these guys provided key hits and home runs throughout the entirety of the postseason, and none of them would have been there if Acuna wasn't injured. So it is a really interesting take. The biggest names from the series were guys that were acquired by the Braves because they had to st- this great roster that suddenly got hurt that's taking away credit that deserves to be given to freddie freeman uh ozzy albies danny uh, dansby swanson austin riley these guys have been with the organization for a while and were key in the postseason as well but it is an interesting point these these four guys were huge to the brave season they wouldn't have been there if acuna was there the same point can also be made though what if acuna was there and he provides so much he's their superstar player he could have changed the entire course of the postseason for us he you know i mean it's it's a who knows situation but one thing that's undeniable this superstar goes down they replace it with a lot of bats uh, you know a lot of acquisitions and those acquisitions key to the postseason certainly an interesting story for sure for the atlanta braves and they're the 2021 champions acuna jr was in the dugout he'll get a ring they all will and like snick has said they'll forever be world champions And this season, it felt like we really had baseball back. You know, a full 162-game season. Stadiums in the postseason were full of fans. Which is why I do have to say, as a Dodger fan, you know, we got our World Series in 2020, but it did come with its caveats. You know, the 60-game season, the elongated postseason. I mean, we played our entire World Series in Arlington in front of a, what, 25-capacity stadium. And I'll be honest, I'd have loved for the Dodgers to have won the World Series this year because... It, feel, it feels like we've got baseball back. And I wanted to celebrate the way that Dodgers fans deserve to. I mean, we forget, we we won our World Series pre-vaccine. Where there was no parade, there was no big celebration. And the other part that frustrates me about this is that in 2019, we get beat by the Washington Nationals. They go on uh, an incredible run, you know, winning the wildcard game, beating us in the division series, winning the championship series. And then they face the Astros in 2019, and the Nationals get the better of the Astros. Now, 2021, we lose to the Braves, they go on to the World Series, they get to beat the Astros. And it just makes me think of 2017 when we lost, the discovery of the cheating scandal. And I don't think it can ever really be finally put to bed until we get to the World Series and beat the Astros. And now, you know, 2019, 2021, the Astros get there and get beat. Maybe they were a stronger team in 2017, but the cloud of the cheating scandal, the sign stealing does hang over 
that series, and it kind of always will. But enough of me lamenting as a Dodgers fan, congratulations to the 2021 World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. And while the baseball season has come to an end, the celebration of the achievements of the year have only just begun. Yesterday, the BBWAA finalists were announced. These are the Baseball Writers Association Awards. These are the awards that are handed out to the best of the best from the season. Award for Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Cy Young winner, which is the best pitcher in both leagues, and of course, the MVP. These were all voted on by the Baseball Writers Association, and the awards begin getting handed out next week. The headline from the announcement of the finalists last night is that Mike Schilt, who was surprisingly fired at the end of the season by the Cardinals, is up for Manager of the Year, and this will be much talked about in the lead-up to the handing out of the awards next week. Since our finalists are out, three finalists per category per league, I'd love to give you my predictions as to who I think will receive the awards when they get announced, and we'll go back and we'll see how I did. So here are my picks. For the AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Randy Rosarena. It'll be close between him and Wanda Franco, but it's just too small of a sample size. Rosarena just deserves it for his 2020 season alone, where he wasn't, he didn't play long enough to be considered a rookie. He was a huge part of getting Tampa Bay to the World Series in 2020. But I think Rosarena wins Rookie of the Year for the season that he put together this year. And then in the National League, I'm going with Jonathan India of the Cincinnati Reds. It's just a total gut call. He's had a fantastic season, great young star in Cincinnati. The AL Manager of the Year, I'm going with Dusty Baker. I've mentioned him before on the podcast. He's done an incredible job with this Astros team, getting them to a World Series this year, You know, taking over a managerial job that nobody in baseball wanted, and he's done it with class and style. Dusty's a great name in the game and deserves to be Manager of the Year. Scott Service with the Mariners might come close, considering what he's done with this team, but I think it'll be Dusty in the AL. And in the NL, I'm going with Gabe Kapler. There'll be tons of talk, like I said, around Mike Schilt after the firing and the unbelievable run that the Cardinals were able to go on and that he was fired because of differences with how they were going to build the roster in the future, whatever it is with Mike Schilt and that whole drama. Gabe Kapler did something incredible with the Giants this year. Best record in baseball. A team that on paper did not look like they were going to have any kind of season and they go on and have a historic one in San Francisco. Gabe Kapler and the Giants. Gabe definitely deserves his credit for what this team did this season. To the Pitching Awards and the American League Cy Young Award, this one's quite a toss-up, really. Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray, Lance Lynn are the finalists. And I'm going to go with Robbie Ray here. I love what the Blue Jays did this season. He was a big reason for their success. You know, Cole and Lynn are both great, have had great years, but because of the spider attack and substance stories from this year, that Cole press conference where he had no idea how to answer the question, it, it plays a factor in my mind, and I imagine it will in the writers' minds as well. Lance Lynn did have a fantastic season, but I just think if, if I were a writer, I'd be voting for Robbie Ray in the AL Cy Young. So I'm saying Robbie Ray. And in the National League, not a doubt in my mind, Mad Max Scherzer. Incredible season highlighted by a really unbelievable finish getting traded from the Washington Nationals to the Dodgers coming over absolutely dominating not losing a start won every game he pitched in the end of the season for the Dodgers 
Zach Wheeler of Philadelphia, Corbin Burns of Milwaukee. Great seasons as well. But I, I'd consider this robbery if Scherzer doesn't win. I'm all in on Mad Max winning the NL Cy Young. And now to the MVPs. In the American League, it's who we all expected to be nominated. And it seems like all season the baseball world has been talking about the MVP debate. I mean, even after the All-Star break. I mean, Shohei Otani, Japanese phenom. He can hit. He can pitch. He's an incredible story in baseball. And then there's Vladimir Guerrero, the power slugger for the Blue Jays, who's put together, by all accounts, a true MVP slugging season. Maybe it's just that there's been so much debate around this topic already. I have no idea who it will finally be. I think it'll be really splitting hairs between the two of them. Uh, all I do know is it won't be Marcus Simeon. It's That's a total nice-to-be-nominated situation. You know, uh, this is definitely the hardest pick for me. If I, if I had a vote, and I'm a baseball writer, just considering the types of pressure that are put on these two players within the games that they're playing... The Blue Jays had way more to play for this season. And Shohei Otani did some incredible things. We've not seen a player the likes of Shohei since Babe Ruth. I mean, he's hitting and pitching at the highest possible level. But the types of games that the Angels were playing versus the Blue Jays were playing, you have to say that the Blue Jays were playing for more, and thus there is more pressure to perform. And Vlad did. He kept going. And it's one thing to do incredible things at a major league level, but then to do it with the pressure of a team feeling like they're on your back. That's what I felt like Vlad had to go through and deal with. So that's my pick. I I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will be the American League MVP, but it'll be real tight. I hope we can see what the votes will be. I mean, it could be a difference of two or three votes. And in the National League, three great names in our game. Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. And this may sound like a bit of a snap judgment, considering the other two are just such huge stars, but I'm going to go with Juan Soto. His numbers are insane this year. I think he deserves it. Uh, Tatis might get the MVP nod this year, but I'd like to see Soto grab the NL MVP. So those are my picks. The awards will be announced live on MLB Network starting November 15th. It'll first be the Rookie of the Year and then on the 18th, culminating with the MVPs for the season. I'll be watching and I hope you will too. I will report back to see how my predictions did. it before here on the podcast baseball really is a year-round sport while the season is over we do now move into maybe my one of my favorite parts of the baseball calendar which is talking about contracts talking about free agents talking about player signings in the offseason and while the teams make up the league the players really are the faces of the game and sometimes during an offseason when a player moves teams it almost feels like a whole league can change And that very well might be the case this year, as the free agent class is huge and tons of big moves could be coming this winter. There are so many guys to talk about in the next couple of months. Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, Marcus Simeon, Robbie Ray, Trevor Story, Max Scherzer, Harvey Baez, Starling Marte, Kyle Schwarber. Huge marquee names in our game that during the offseason, 
these guys could all be shaking up the, the league as to where they could go. And as a Dodgers fan, I do want to highlight the free agents from LA that could make a huge splash this offseason. Corey Seager is a free agent, and with the addition of Trey Turner to the team, the former World Series MVP in Seager could be looking for the perfect landing spot. The Dodgers did offer Corey the qualifying offer, $18 million for one year. The qualifying offer is a relatively new part of the baseball season. A player who is entering free agency for the first time can receive a qualifying offer from the club for one year, and the payment would be the league average salary. It then becomes up to the player to get a sense of what their value would be on the market and if they could bag a deal better than what that one-year qualifying offer could do so then they enter free agency, turning down the, the, the qualifying offer. My guess is Corey will turn down this qualifying offer because he will get more than $18 million for one season in a new deal. Seager does come with some health concerns. He's been injured quite a bit already in his career and something that teams will have to think about when thinking about Seager in a long-term deal. I think that he will get a long-term deal somewhere and he deserves it. To be honest, I don't think that's with the Dodgers. I think that with the addition of Trey Turner, there's going to be question marks about playing time for him and he'll want to go somewhere where he'll be guaranteed every day starting shortstop and that's what he deserves and he will be making more than what the qualifying offer would be of $18 million in a season. So don't be surprised to see him turn this down. Don't be surprised to see the Dodgers still in on Corey Seager. But it, when I really think about it, I, I don't know that Corey Seager comes back next year. The other big name that was received a qualifying offer for the Dodgers was Chris Taylor. I'd be really sad to see Chris Taylor go. He's one of the most versatile players in Major League Baseball, and he's proved how he can be so clutch with his bat as well. He'd most likely stay in the role that he's in with the Dodgers now, which is platooning, playing all over the diamond, which Chris can. He's being versatile. He can literally play any position. And he's also got this bat that can really come through in the clutch. He went through a real slump toward the end of last season. He was 8 for 72 before that wild card walk-off hit. I mean, what an insane moment for Chris. And that drove up his stock on the market, certainly. But we'll see... If Chris is going to take the qualifying offer, I don't, it's kind of a gamble for him as to whether or not he wants to take a one-year deal to then have to go into free agency following. I, I think he's played this year like a free agent. He's played to prove something, and he's proved a lot just in his time in the postseason, which drove his stock way up, like I said. I think that he doesn't take the qualifying offer, but there's a very good chance that he does re-sign with the Dodgers. And the other two names that on the free agent... Dodger list that I want to talk about are two pitchers that have been a huge part of the identity of the Los Angeles Dodgers for the last nearly 10 years. Clayton Kershaw and Kenley Jansen will both be free agents and the idea of either of them pitching for anyone else gives me the shivers to be honest. Kershaw and Jansen were not offered qualifying offers which there has been plenty of speculation about. I I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign. I don't think either of them would benefit from a one-year contract then having to face free agency again in the next year. I don't think that that does anything for either of them. I also don't think the Dodgers will let Clayton go very easily. If he gets some insane offer to go pitch somewhere else, it'd be a pretty dark day in Dodger Nation. I think of these four guys, Clayton is definitely the most likely to come back, then Jansen, then Taylor, then Seager. But that's part of the fun of the offseason, getting to see how it all plays out. Just of the non-Dodgers, I just want to squeeze this into the podcast. I think Carlos Correa signs with the New York Yankees. You can hold me to that. I think that it's a bona fide thing. 
But we'll see. That's part of the fun of the offseason is getting to see where all these guys land, where they all go. I'll be keeping track of it and keep you up to date on the biggest news in baseball. But of course, we've got basketball. We've got American football. We've got Premier League football to talk about. There's always tons of sport to talk about here on the All American Brit podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcasting Network. Be sure to follow me at AA Britpod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I really appreciate it. As always, I'm your host, Johnny McEwen, and until next time, take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.